imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women? Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Lead Hership Global Podcast. I'm so glad that all of you have joined us this week to talk with Patty Grimm, who is an author, speaker, trainer, and a very frequent podcast guest to speak about breakthrough with confidence from perfectionism to peak performance. And I think many of us can really relate to this idea of perfectionism. So let me ask you, do you push yourself to be the best? Do you get upset with yourself when you're anything less than perfect? While we all strive towards excellence, some individuals actually have great difficulty accepting being less than number one. In fact, many athletes and performers can develop this idea of perfectionism to these people obtaining anything less than perfect or even an average performance is considered to be a failure certainly not good enough. Perfectionism is not the healthy pursuit of excellence, as some people tend to believe, but rather it's the compulsive striving towards unrealistic goals, setting extraordinarily high personal standards and goals, and working hard to attain them can at times be appropriate. But perfectionists set unrealistic goals, excessively unrealistic goals, and strive compulsively to achieve them. And they punish themselves for mistakes, lowering their self-esteem because they can't reach those impossibly high goals. When leaders seek perfection, they place a high degree of pressure on themselves that increases anxiety, which almost certainly affects their overall performance. Now, the good news is that there's a way to pull back to joy and satisfaction. And it's absolutely possible to shift from perfectionism to the healthy pursuit of excellence. Today, Patty Graham, author, speaker, trainer, and very frequent podcast guest, will help us learn how to tame anxiety and those negative thoughts to move from perfectionism to high performance. Now, first, let me tell you just a little bit about Patty. She is a senior business leader with 25 years of experience working in male-dominated fields. She was an executive for several global Fortune 100 companies like Microsoft and Johnson Johnson. And now, Patty runs a training and consulting company focused on empowering women to be the very best that they can be in any endeavor that they choose. Patty is the author of Quiet Women Never Change History, Be strong, stand up, and stand out. Go kick some glass, which I love. And she is a frequently sought-after author, speaker, trainer, and as I noted, podcast guest whose energy and enthusiasm for empowering women and girls is absolutely contagious. Her proven and practical approach can be applied by all women of all ages and stages of their career and ignite the passion to create, to grow, and to succeed. So we are in for a treat, and I could not be more excited to welcome 
Patty Grimm to the Lead Hership Global podcast. Thank you, Patty. Thank you so much, Linda. And this is such an incredible organization that you run. Um, you have to join. You have to take advantage of all the opportunities. I've sat in on some amazing sessions the last couple of weeks. I just moved to North Dallas, so I just got involved in this group. And I absolutely love it. Linda does a phenomenal job. And what an introduction. I mean, I get embarrassed by my, by my bio stuff because I figure my mother wrote it. But what an introduction into what you said as the, as the prelude to all of this, because you are so spot on. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I know, and I can't wait. So first, thank you so much for joining us, Patty. And to begin with, tell us a little bit about your journey. What led you to have such passion around empowering women and helping them overcome issues like perfectionism? Yeah, let me start with just one thing. I have been in this role and this, you know, on this path of empowering women since I worked in the bank, and I was one of the one, youngest women female vice presidents for a big California bank. I went from teller to a vice president of customer and people excellence in about a 10, in about five year period. And then I left the bank and started my own company the first time. But let me tell you a story. Let me tell you about a woman. It's Monday morning in October in Redmond, Washington, just outside of Seattle. It's 5.30 in the morning and there's a woman on the floor in a combination of tears and sweat on the cold bathroom floor, trying to get up the energy to go to the job that she loves. She was a rock star. She was on the fast track for success was put on the executive potential program. And now she has hit rock bottom so far that she's laying on the bathroom floor trying to get up that energy. She's been to doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, and they're telling her she has adrenal gland failure. She has anxiety, depression. They're giving her pills to make her happy and pills to make her sleep. She's losing her hair and she gains 35 pounds. And the worst of all women, I'm a combat shopper. I can shop till I drop like many of you. She couldn't even shop. She'd walk into a store so confused she'd have to leave in tears. That was me in 2013. That's when I was working at Microsoft and I do not blame Microsoft. I continued to consult with them when I left them. I still work with them today. I still love the company to the, to the depth of my soul. I still bleed Microsoft colors, but I lost sense of myself and who I was in pursuit of perfectionism. And let me tell you why perfectionism is so dangerous for women and where it came from. And we'll have a great conversation around this, Linda. And you were so spot on your comments that you made. Perfectionism is defined as a personality trait characterized, as you said, by overly high performance expectation combined with being overly self-critical and caring too much about what other people think. So when we're not perfect, when our hair isn't perfect, when our clothes aren't perfect, when we do a presentation and we, and we stumble over something or something doesn't go well, we literally beat ourselves up and, and fall into imposter syndrome and perfectionism. And that is my number one thing. I'm a research geek. You know, I spent three years writing my book, interviewed over 3,200 people on what makes a strong woman leader. And we'll talk about that in a future event. But in essence, what I discovered is the number one thing holding women back from cracking the glass ceiling. Yes, there's a lot organizations and men need to do. And we'll, I've got a second book I'm working on on that. Um, but the number one holding women thing back is perfectionism and imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is um, a sense or feeling that you're not good enough, despite the evidence in the contrary. You're good enough. You've got enough experience. So what that looks like for women is if there's a job or a career or a posting that you're looking at, and it has 10 characteristics, most women, if they have nine of them, will hesitate and possibly not apply. 
The man, the man has maybe five of those characteristics. He applies and get the job because we don't think we're good enough. We need another degree. We need another program. We need another year of experience. Go for those jobs. You deserve it. You deserve the pay and things that you want. And so that's kind of what perfectionism is. And we have to break through that and get from perfectionism to peak performance. Yeah. Thank you so much for defining perfectionism. I think that's such a great place to start to level the playing field and make sure that everyone is clear about what perfectionism is. Now, Patty, when we dive into that a little bit more deeply, what are some of the common characteristics or the common belief systems and actions that are common to someone who's suffering from perfectionism? Well, it's funny. I usually ask people, have you ever felt insecure or you're not in the right place or I don't belong here. I don't deserve this pay. I don't deserve this job. Then you have perfectionism and it's really hindering your ability to succeed and thrive and grow. Perfectionism to me starts when we're little girls and we all remember this. You're told to be the good girl, go to the good school, get the good grades, have the good friends, right? My brother would get a C or D and my parents would celebrate and take them to ice cream. I would get an A minus and B and it was a tragedy. It truly was a tragedy, right? I was, I was shamed into, I couldn't you know, bring home a report card that had an A minus on it. But so, so those double standards and we're taught, you know, little girls are sugar and spice and everything nice. Little girls are told, don't say anything unless you have something nice to say. All those things that started as little girls, when we grow up, turns into that perfectionism. So people who suffer from perfectionism, if you walk into work one day, and you're wearing an outfit and somebody comes up and says, Linda, I love your outfit. What do most women say? Oh, this old thing. Oh, I got it on sale at Nordstrom's or TJ Maxx or TJ Maxx or something. Uh, another thing will happen is you will do a great, say, presentation meeting. And someone comes up and says, Linda, great job. Again, what do most women say? I could have done better. There was a mistake on one of my slides. Oh, my team did this, right? I want women to get used to saying my team and I did this so that you get credit for the accomplishments that you've made. I tell women to keep an accomplishment file on your computer. And if you can print it out, keep one in your desk so that every time you do something, you get a compliment letter from a customer, a team member, you do something well, you nail a project. There's two reasons to do this. One is to make you feel good when you're feeling imperfect. And you realize, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. And you talk to other women about it, which is the beauty of leadership. You start to talk to other women and they feel the same way. So you don't feel alone. The other reason to have that accomplishment file is when it comes time, if you work for a company, at the end of the year, you have to write that horrible performance appraisal that you hate writing and your manager hates writing. But now you've got a year's worth of documentation of where you nailed it on a project or where you got compliments from customers and you have evidence for that performance review and it becomes much easier to write. So we have to get over this and get to peak performance and recognize it's okay to make a mistake, right? There's the old, she just passed away. Helen Redding just passed away. There's her old song, I Am Woman. If you've never seen the video, it's an early MTV video. Go back and watch it because she's got a, I'm frying the bacon and I can do this. And she's in her pearls and she's the perfect mom and the perfect wife and the perfect, you know, team player, the perfect manager. Literally that is killing you. And it almost killed me. When I was in that space, I went to see a doctor by recommendation by my counselor. I was seeing at the time who looked at me and 
started answering, asked me some questions. And she took out a prescription, what I thought was a prescription pad. And I'm in tears. I, I'm in hysterical tears. And I screamed, no more prescriptions, because doctors were giving me multiple depression medications, multiple sleeping medications, and I was a wreck. I wasn't getting better. And I yelled, no more pills. And she looked at me and said, Patty, if you don't stop and take time off to find yourself again, to define who you are, to stop being perfect, trying to be perfect, you'll be dead in six months. Now, that's a wake-up call. And that inspired me to write my book, to do what I do, the speaking, working with women, coaching. All of that inspired me because I never want another woman to go through what I went through or to catch herself sooner so she doesn't hit the bottom. Right? Recognize those signs. Ask yourself, is it okay to just be great and seek peak performance and do a good job, a great job, even if it's not perfect? Yeah, I, I want to dive into that a little bit more deeply. Um, it's about catching it before it's out of control. It's about recognizing that you suffer from perfectionism or that you have perfectionistic tendencies <laughs> and being able to reconcile that and being able to overcome that. So, Patty, how can you recognize some of the early signs and symptoms of perfectionism and then take action to overcome that before, you know, you have a situation that you endured, that situation that you went through? Yeah. So it's, it's it, I tend to take a really practical approach to things. And so one of those things you can actually look for is if you find yourself compulsively working on a document, a presentation, something you're doing, and you're sitting there at 9, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night working on it, you're getting up at four or five o'clock in the morning trying to make this thing perfect. You're starting to have uh, perfectionism syndrome, right? Imposter, imposter syndrome or perfectionism syndrome. That could be one warning sign. If you're always being so critical with yourself that all you're hearing is the negative talk in your head, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. The first principle in my book of five ways to be a strong woman leader is to play to your strengths, know your strengths, so you can figure out what you're good at and recognize you need to surround yourself with people who are better than you. I am a visionary, big picture, creative person. I am not a detail person. When you take those personal style instruments and they ask you these questions about who you are, I, don't, I almost don't even register under the detail-oriented, organized, structured person. I don't follow the rules. I don't follow structure. I can't even, I never colored in the line as a kid and I don't do it now, right? I was, all, I was once was told I was unmanageable and I said, thank you. So I couldn't color the lines. So if you're always in that space where you're trying to be so perfect, but recognize you have a strength. So many times I'm presenting a keynote in front of hundred or thousand people. And I'll tell people, I am a visionary big picture person. I have someone else proof my slides. If you find a typo in my slides, I'll give you a copy of my book or I'll send you something for free. And I make a joke out of it. I want women to learn two things. Well, a couple of things that we'll talk about. One is I want you to learn the power of singing the song in your head and just sing, let it go. Just let it go. Right? If there's a typo in your slide, say, oh, I'm sorry, let me fix that or whatever. Just be able to fix that. And don't use the word, I'm sorry. We talked about that in the last session. I hate the word, I'm sorry, because we say it way too much. Stop apologizing. Just be strong, confident in who you are. So number one, learn to sing the song, let it go. And also learn to sometimes just say, oh, well, oh, well. Now, how you grow 
and, and seek that peak performance is you do something called an after action review. This came from one of the women I interviewed for my book named Colonel Deb Lewis. She was the first, one of the first women to go to West Point. They just had their 50th anniversary. She retired after 30 years military career, including commanding troops in Iraq and Afghanistan. She and her husband retired to Hawaii, who was also in the military. She taught me this thing in the military called an after action review. So when something doesn't go well, ask yourself, what happened? Why did it happen? What did I learn from it? And what would I do differently next time to create a different result? If something goes well, so you learn from it, it's about building resiliency and, and the ability to bounce back. If when something goes well, ask yourself, what happened? Why did it happen? What did I learn from it? And what would I do again to create a similar result? Because then you're propelling yourself forward and you're seeking that peak performance. Yeah, that's really great. I, I love that. That makes it so much more um, actionable, right? Um, to yeah. have that, that um, after action review. I love that. So yeah, and, and no, no, no blame, no shame, right? Uh, when I looked at what happened to me, I really looked at what I did to contribute to the problems and issues. And I took a lot of that stuff on myself. I was working 70 hours and 80 hours a week and every night, and every weekend. And so I asked myself, how did I get there? Well, I'd lost sense of myself, but I was trying to be something I wasn't. I wasn't playing to my strengths. Um, I wasn't living my vision. And so that sort of really hindered me in my performance and at work. Right. And it obviously affected your mental health. You oh, were did. taking antidepressants and sleeping medication. So can you talk a little bit about that, how perfectionism can affect your mental health? You unfortunately suffered a really extreme sort of outcome from your perfectionism, and it might manifest in more subtle ways for, for some women, but still yet it's a negative impact on mental health. And with, it's a negative impact on your performance as a leader. So can you talk a little bit about how that might manifest and what that might look like? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I did have that extreme case, but there's so many women right now considering leaving the workforce or downsizing their career due to COVID. And for having to handle the job, being on Zoom calls 24 by 7 feels like, you know, taking care of family, homeschooling, being locked in the same room, in the same house, with the same people for 18 months. Right. I love my husband dearly. We've been married 38 years, but I'm pretty tired. And I want to just I want to get on the road. I've always traveled. So I want to get on the road. <laughs> I want to go to another city, even if it's Austin. Right. <laughs> I just need to get out of here. Um, so what the way it can manifest in subtle ways, and this is National um, Mental Health Awareness Month, which is an important time to talk of this. If you have this um, nagging feeling that you just can't turn it off, you can't turn off work. All you think about is work 24 by seven. That's a sign. If you start to feel tension in your jaw, because women carry the stress in their shoulders, in their jaws, most likely you've been clenching your teeth at night, which is causing that tension in your jaw. And over time, that will cause dental issues and grinding of your teeth. And your dentist will say, do you know you grind your teeth? You're like, no, but you're doing it probably in your sleep. When you wake up in the middle of the night four or five times thinking of things that you've got to do at work. My recommendation, especially right now, since I'm writing a second book and I can't turn off my monkey brain. I mean, I, I think of something and I'll go write it. You know, I, I'll think about it and I'll, I'll obsess about it all night and I can't go back to sleep. 
I now keep a pad of post-it notes by my desk. And so I'll think, oh, I want to tell that story about so-and-so, or I want to put this in the book. And then I take those post-it notes the next day or a couple of days and I sort of write those. Um, if you find yourself just constantly being overly self-critical and just saying, I'm not good enough, I feel like a failure, right? I highly, highly recommend everyone watch a Sue Talk by a woman named Dr. Susan David. She wrote a book called Emotional Agility, Embrace Change and Thrive. She has an awesome, you have to watch, podcast video with Brene Brown and her. It's a two-part video. Her whole thing is about creating emotional agility, the ability to bounce back, but the ability to bounce back in a way that you look at the good and the bad and the ugly and you learn from it. You don't rush to being trying to be too positive too quickly because then you fail to learn from your, your situation or mistakes and you can't grow. She literally says, if you expect your life to be calm and flat, she says you have dead people's goals because you want a life that has ups and downs. And we learn so much from the downs. That's how we learn to walk. That's how we learn to talk as toddlers. That's how we learn to ride a bike was by falling down, but learning from it. Right. And change the words you use. Words are powerful, extremely powerful. If you haven't watched the recording we just that was just done about the power of words, go watch that on the leadership site, the power of words. Because if you start finding yourself saying, I'm depressed, you become more depressed. If you say, I'm feeling depressed today, I'm feeling stressed today, it's better than saying, I am. I just happen to have that feeling. Her book is phenomenal. The podcast you will die over. I took so many notes, I, I basically went through a whole pad of paper. <laughs> wow, that is a strong <laughs> recommendation. That sounds amazing. So thank you for that. So Patty, what have you learned about how to deal with perfectionism in a healthier way? How can you shift from perfectionism to high performance? Really recognize that nobody is perfect. You could pick your favorite movie star, sports star, athlete, musician, and look at that person and say, oh my God, she is perfect. And I bet you there's a little girl inside that's saying, I'm not good enough. I'm not tall enough. My hair's not curly enough. My eyes aren't big enough. My lips aren't big enough. My biggest concern as a mother is there are young girls getting thigh surgery in elementary, not elementary school, in middle school and high school. So they have that thigh gap of the super skinny models, the Kendall Kendall, what's her name? Kendall Jenner. Jenner, thank you, uh, of the world where they post these pictures of people that are this tiny and recognize many times those people, the pictures are doctored up in some way. There's a really great commercial by, I believe it's Dove. Uh, I'll put it, I'll send it to you so you can put it in the show notes if you want. It's a very short commercial that shows this woman, this looks like a young girl. It is beautiful. But then they do the reverse engineering where it goes back where all of a sudden the makeup's gone, the fake lips are gone, the hair's gone, all this. And you see a little girl that looks like she's 12 years old who's absolutely beautiful. So recognize your strengths and play to your strengths and celebrate those and find people around you have strengths that you don't. You know, uh, I'm a terrible housekeeper, so I've always had housekeepers for years. I never load the dishwasher, right? So my husband unloads the dishwasher because every time I load it, he unloads it, does it again. So why bother? Uh, learn to let it go and also, you know, say, you know, sing, let it go. There's one other thing we can do. A lot of people talk about positive affirmations. 
And they're great. But here's the problem. What brain research has showed, I told you I'm a research geek. So brain research shows that if you have a negative thought and you immediately try to shift it to a positive thought, your brain will block it because you have years of patterns saying, I'm not good at, I'm not good at, I'm whatever it happens to be, or I'm not tall enough, pretty enough, my hair's straight and thin. I used to pay hundreds of dollars to get permanents that probably distorted half my hair. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. So what you have to do is something called the five-second rule. Another recommendation is Mel Robbins' uh, video she's got on YouTube about the five-second rule. What the other part of brain research says is you need an, an interrupter, like a stop sign. I want you to visualize a stop sign in your brain. When you have that negative thought, I'm not good at details, right? Count five, four, three, two, one. Replace with a positive thought. I'm pretty good at details. I can do this. See yourself being successful. Create that anchor thought. And you have a greater chance of having that positive affirmation work. Yeah, that's really brilliant. To not try to negate the negative, but try to modify it. Um, So you're not trying to overwrite it, but you're trying to nudge it forward. (laughs) And and learn from it. Yeah, I think the title of the Brene Brown, who I love, and Susan Davis, who I love, had a chance to meet her in Boston one time, um, is I think it's something about the power, the impact of overly positivity or something about it. You'll find Brene Brown's podcast. Look for the one with Susan Davis. It's a two-parter. I think it'll change your life and your life as a mother raising your children. Right. Awesome. We don't, you know, praise your children, not just for how they look or what they, but Praise them for their accomplishments. Like you were a good friend yesterday when you helped so-and-so out. You know, praise them for things they do that doesn't have anything to do with how they look or that it's okay when they fall. Uh, When my son was little, he'd fall down. If there wasn't blood, my husband and I would laugh. And then he'd start, you know, because they fall down, (gasps) the shock of falling down and we would laugh. And then he'd start to laugh and he'd get up and he was fine. So fall down, stumble your knees, let your daughters get dirty. Let your girls get climb trees and get dirty. Let them, they don't have to play sports if they're not into sports, but give them a chance to do something where they can thrive and grow and help them recognize it's okay to make a mistake. Yeah, I love that. And you're right. Oftentimes perfectionism begins in youngsters, right? So very, very young grade school kids. So um, it's great to begin counteracting that early. I love that advice. Speaking of advice, um, Patty, you've been in many, many senior leadership roles for huge companies like Microsoft. And along your journey, I'm sure you've received really powerful leadership advice. So what's the best leadership advice that you've ever received that you'd like to share with our audience? I have a funny one and then I have a real one. So I have a funny one. So I had a mentor named Susan Kohler and I just started to work at Microsoft and we were in one of those meetings when everybody leaves and all the coffee cups and donuts and bagels and scones and stuff are left all over the floor, all over the room. And I start to pick up the coffee cups and throw them away out of the back of the room. I hear put the cup down. And she said, do you see the men doing that? You're, you're diminishing yourself. By, by, you know, trying to be everybody's mother by picking up all the coffee cups. She says, you pick up your stuff and you leave just like everybody else. And that's hard for women to do who want to make the room perfect, like the way they found it. The other one I think I found was 
uh, actually came from my dad. And I, my dad is an amazing leader and loved him dearly. He's passed away, but I still think of him all the time and pray and thank God that he was in my life. Um, was you can do anything you put your mind to as long as you do it and try and then try again and try again. You can be anything that you want. And please be bold, be brave, and be brilliant. I love that. Bold, brave, and brilliant. Well, the good news is, Patty, you've been able to become all three. So you must <laughs> have made your dad really proud because you are bold, brilliant, and brave. So thank you. And thank you so much for joining the Lead Hership Global podcast, Patty. We are so grateful for your time and sharing your expertise, sharing your thought leadership with all of us. We are super grateful. I feel like this is a really needed topic to sort of dive into this idea of perfectionism, yeah, especially yeah. for women. And so I so appreciate the fact that you have shared with us all the research you've done, all of the diving in, the uncovering, the discovery and you've broken it down in a way that makes it really easy to follow some key steps to help overcome perfectionism and move to high performance. So again, Patty, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Podcast listeners out there, thank you for being with us and we'll see you this time next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power, and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.